And we continue over here with our um, series on the Maharal on Kabbalah Satara as we go into Kabbalah Satara, the second of the Shloishes Me'akbalah. And Maharal has been discussing over here in Perk Chavav of Tiferes Yisrael why exactly the Torah was given in a desert. And he's going to move from the Medrash that we saw. Uh, which tells us that the Torah was nitna, was given through Midbar, Eishamayim, through mediums, through the three mediums of desert, fire and water, to an Agmar and Shabbos that goes with the significance of the different names that are given to the Midbar, the desert in which the Torah was given. And again, since this is the parak where the Maharal is exploring the significance of the Torah being given in a desert, so this is where he sets his sights next to explain this Maimar Chazal in Mesecha Shabbos. Agatha that we would just gloss over one of these Agatha that says, you know, that it was called this, this is why it was called this, this is why it had this name, this is why it had that name, this is why we refer to it this way. We could just kind of like breeze through it. The Maharal doesn't breeze through anything. Everything has high level significance, everything has deep meaning, everything has richness and nuggets to be mined at. Maharal is going to now focus on this Maimer Chazal Masech Shabbos, and he's going to be addressing it and, and, and analyzing it based on some of the the Yisoyedus that we've seen the last few days in what uh, the meaning of a Midbar is altogether. So let's see. With paragraph Akiva, we are left-hand column, paragraph that begins towards the top on page Pei. Paragraph Akiva, paragraph Akiva in Mesech HaShabbos says, My Harsinai, why is Harsinai called Harsinai? What's the significance of the name Sinai? Says the Gemara, Harsinai, what happened to Harsinai, the event that happened to Harsinai brought hatred to the Gaim. Brought Sinna. Sinna to the world, specifically to the Gaim. Dumb Rabbi as Rabbi taught, Hey Shemus Nikroloi, there are five names that were given to the region, to that desert region where the Torah was given. Midbar Sin, one of them was Midbar Sin, the Sin Desert, or is it called Midbar Sin? Shinitz Tabu Yisrael Olav. Excuse me, that's where we received mitzvahs, so that's sin is the lesson of tzivuyim. Midbar Kadesh, it's called the desert of Kadesh. Why? Shinas Kachu Yisrael Olav, that's where Kleisro was sanctified. This is all the Gemara. Midbar Poron, it's called the Poron Desert. The Poron Desert. Sheparu Viravu Olav, Klai Yisrael, became fruitful, multiplied there, where we received the, the, the Torah. We got the Brach of Fertility. Midbar Sinai and the Sinai Desert Sheyarda Sinala Akum. Hatred descended there to the Gaim. Midbar Kedemus, the desert of Kedemus, Shanitna Keduma Olav. It was given that what was given to us was uh, something that was ancient, that was original. Because the ancient and original uh, entity. Umashamoi, but what's the actual name of the desert? So all these are different aspects of what happened over there. What's the actual name? Chayrev Shamoi, the actual desert is called Midbar Chayrev, the Chayrev Desert. That is Rabbi Yaisi, Upligi de Ravavo. Rabbi Yaisi disagrees with Ravavo, Ravavo disagrees with Rabbi Yaisi. Dom Ravavo, he says, Harsinai Shamoi, he says, no, it wasn't called Har Chayrev. The, the, the name of the desert was Sinai, was the actual name. Why was it called Mount Chayrev? Destruction came to the Gaim over there. So there's an interesting disagreement over here between the two names Har Chayrev and Har Sinai, Mount Sinai and Mount Chorev. Um, 
Machlekes Rebiesi and Revavo, one of the each one believes that one of them was the name and one of them was the description. Either Sinai was the name and the description was Chayiv, or Chayiv was the name and Sinai was the description. And the the uh, common denominator between Revavo and Rebiesi is that the description has something to do with the adverse effect that this had on the guy. Either it's called Sinai and it was it's described by Chayiv because destruction came to the guy from the, from the what happened there, or it's called Chayriv and, and it's referred to as Sinai, described as Sinai because hatred came to the guy from what happened there. There's similarities over there, but the other ones, everyone seems to agree to that they're all descriptions. Tzin, Kadesh, Paron, Kedemus are all ways of describing the events that happened over there. This is Adkan, says the, says the Maharal, this is the end quote from the Gemara, and now the Maharal is going to explain this. The, the significance of all the descriptions, the significance of all these ideas and overlapping properties that we find by the Midbar where the Torah was given. Multiple names to the Midbar. Multiple names that are given to the Midbar, so the Maharal has to build upon and expand what we've seen thus far about, uh, about, about the, the Midbar being... being, being um, fundamentally linked to the giving of the Torah. Vavagav, says the Maral. So the Maral addresses a question in geography. He addresses a geographical question on the Gemara. Gemara seems to be saying, Midbar Tzid, Midbar Kodesh, Midbar Paron, Midbar Kedemus, Midbar Sinai, they're all in the same place. It's all the same Midbar. So the Maral is a little bothered by that. He says if you go through the geography, you know, Midbar Tzid is mentioned elsewhere in, in, in the Torah and by Midbar. Midbar Kaddish is mentioned elsewhere in Midbar Paran. They're mentioned in different places during the different encampments that we had over our journey in in the in, in the, uh, in the um, Sinai Peninsula. Right? Uh, these deserts don't seem to be presented in the Torah as all being in the same place, like five names for one location. So Maral's a little bothered why is the Gemara make a sound otherwise? That they're all in the same place? Geographically, it doesn't seem to, to, to click. So it says the Maharabha, There isn't one Midbar that has all five names. That is, is uh, very easily dealt with. What the Gemara means is, Kidas Chazal, Kikola Midbar Misha Shabo Yisrael. Midbar Sinai Hakol Midbar Echod. Yeah, there were different locations in that desert that had different names, specific areas. This place was Midbar Tzin, there was another place that was Midbar Kaddish, another place was Midbar Paron. It's true, but they're all part, different regions in one greater extensive desert system. Meaning, we were wandering around in a desert region for 40 years, in an area which was bad and desolate and barren, the, the, the Sinai Peninsula over there. That's where Kleist was hanging out for 40 years. And Midbar Tzin was not in the same latitude and longitude coordinates as Midbar Parn, nor was it in the same region as Midbar Kadesh. But they're all different like um, regions in one greater extensive desert system. So that's the, says the Maharal, the Pshat and the Gemara. They're all connected to the same desert system, and this is the desert that Kleisel was Batsim hanging out in for those 40 years. So there's still significance to the fact that 
that um, the overall Midbar, the overall desert, which is one greater extensive desert system, has, has uh, bits and pieces of it that have different names, that, that still has significance even when we hark back to Matan Torah. Because Matan Torah was given in this Midbar Kolali, this overall desert system, and the fact that different areas, different, different little uh, um, bits and pieces that have different names, does give us details and insights into the overall desert where the Torah was given. So it says the Maral, it's not a kash, it's not like they were like different countries all together, different parts of the world, different names for one greater desert system. I mean, flipping that around, we, we didn't have to give different places different names altogether. It's really one Midbar. One Midbar. Not like, you know, the Mojave Desert and the Sahara Deserts and the... and the... What's another desert? Are you running out of deserts? The Mojave Desert, we can take those at least, right? The Mojave Desert and Sahara. The Sahara Desert. I said Sahara. Oh. This is the first thing they said. Um... That doesn't work. You can't say it again. The Mojave Desert and the Sahara Desert are two different deserts. Not one, two areas, two regions of one greater extent desert system. You know, one is in North America and one is in, in Africa. So that doesn't work. Here, they're all in the same place. They're all parts of one big desert. So the fact that different, different little nooks and crannies had different names gives significance, different aspects to the. To the to the overall desert where the Torah was given. So that's okay, says the Maharal. And that just answers the geographical question. Now he's going to get into this, the names, the aspects, the properties, taco that are going on over here in this desert system and, and what we can learn about the Torah being given, what we can learn about um, um, Kabbalah's HaTorah from all these different names that are given over here. So Lamarzen, let's see. Um... So Chazal explained over here, again, it's built on what we began this parak with, why three B'nai Shalom decide to give the Torah in the desert more than any normal, civilized, settled, developed place in the world. Why a desert Davka? Vamru, Chazal are addressing that question over here as well. And, and, and the Chazal's answer in Masech is why of all places on earth that Gosh Baruch Hu picked the most desolate barren place on earth Shah Midbar Shalchu Ba Yisrael Nikra Beheshemis the Midbar the Klai will travel through has five names Shemesh Shal HaMidbar Shushem HaAtzmi Hu Chayrev we're going first like uh, Rabbi Yaisi the name itself is Chayrev that's its proper name that's its given name the name of the Midbar itself is Chayrev. That is the best way of referring to a name is, is, is a definition. And the Midbar is defined as Chayrev. It's a place of Churban. It's a place of desolation, a place where life doesn't exist, life doesn't thrive. A place that in essence is as distant and as removed as possible from Derveld, from this physical world, as the Maral told us in the beginning of this parak. Therefore, the Midbar is the appropriate place for the Rebbeinu to give the Torah. Um, which are Hashem's Gzeiris, the Kaich Hadin, through HaKadosh Baruch Hu's 
exacting and 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 um, exacting and demanding deliverance of all the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs come with exactitude, with very clear delineations and definitions, and they are demanding. The mitzvahs themselves are gzeres, or Hashem's divine decrees. And again, that, that swings both ways. Let, let's just appreciate that for a moment, what, what, what he's doing, what he, where he's going with this. He's associating giving of the mitzvahs with, with Midas Hadin. That's where the Maharal is going with this right now. Gzeres, Midas Hadin. Midas Hadin, Din doesn't have to mean, you know, someone's not nice to you, someone's mean to you, someone is not compassionate. Din means exacting. Din means precise. Din's from the Lushan of Dai. Dai is Adkan. Right? Adkan, Oymrim B'Shabbos HaGadol. Dai, that's what Dai is. Adkan. This and nothing more. Nothing less and nothing more. Precision and accuracy. That's what Midas Adin is. Why is that associated with the deliverance of the Torah? There's two aspects of Din. In giving the Torah, first of all, when we give the Torah, the Torah that's obviously demanding, that requires an accounting, and an exact now... Um, responsibility and accountability that we have to make with our standing vis-a-vis the Torah, where we stand when it comes to the Torah. That's the Midas Adin that comes automatically together, part and parcel of Hashem giving the Torah. There's another aspect of Din in that the Torah itself can be thought of as fundamentally Midas Adin in that we do say the Torah is something that keeps going and going and going and going and going. It approaches the infinite because it's coming from the infinite. There's always more to learn. There's always more details. There's always more nuances. There's always more depth. Yes, but at the same time, one of the most fundamental principles of the Torah is that the Torah has to be parametized, is exact, is is given in a very accurate form. And that's, you know, anyone that learns a little bit of Gemara knows this immediately, what's Gemara all about? Gemara's all about parametizing. Gemara's all about defining. Gemara's all about figuring out. Aser Mutter, Tamer Tor, Pater Chayev. Excuse me. Kosher or Treif. That's what Ter's all about. Ter's all about, you know, well, which way is it? Is it this way or is it that way? Can't be both, can't, can't be fuzzy. You can't be blurry. You're allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do this. It's called Muktzah. It's not called Muktzah. It's called Boyer's. It's not called Boyer. It's called Taruv. It's not called Taruv. Is it called Bishul or is it called Afiyah? What is this? Yeah, how do you look at this, right? That's Midas Hadin. Midas Hadin is precision, precise definitions, accurate thinking, clear thinking. The things have to be razor sharp, clear, and defined with razor sharp accuracy. When there's fuzziness, when there's when there's um, ambiguity, when there's when there is um, excuse me a certain stance that we take. Well, oh, I'm not exactly sure about that one. That means there's there's, there's limitations in our understanding. It means we haven't tackled the sugya. Means we haven't really gotten to the bottom and the depth of the understanding of this particular aspect of the Torah. And that is not the way Torah works. Torah goes hand in hand with accuracy, precise understanding, precise defining, 
and precise parameterizing. That's Midas Hadin. Torah comes together with, with Din, with the Gezeira. Gezeira is a Lushan of, again, not harshness. Gezeira is a Lushan of what? Exactness. Exactly. Exactitude. Geyser means to, to cut something, right? The Geyser Yamsuf Le Gezarim. Baruch made 12 very clearly defined paths through the Yamsuf. Um, Targum Unklis always touches the Brismila into a Lushan of, of, of Gezeira. To, to be Choytech, the Malcolm Mila is to be Geyser. And to cut this away. This stays, this goes. We're geyser. Um, that's what exeira is. Exeira is making something very accurate, making something very precise, giving something exactitude. Uh, so this is the, the, the two sides of that coin of the Torah being associated with exeiras. With Mizadin, it comes with clear clear definitions. That's what the Torah is all about. And that's what our avoida always is when we learn Gemara is to get the exact definitions, to get the knowledge as clearly as possible. And second of all, it comes with a demanding with, with, with accountability. Okay, let's see where we're going with this. So that's why the Torah is given in a Midbar. Midbar is a place of Midbar. Um, Midbar is associated with Din. Midbar is a Yudua. This is something that is known. Generally, whenever the Maral says that there is a Yudua, he means Api Kabbalah. He's talking about Kabbalistic concepts. The Midbar is associated with Din. The Ramban says this. Uh, the Ramban Alatera says this in different places. He says that's why the Yin in the Midbar, when we needed a a Moira um, Derech, Kumase Lano Elihim Asha Yechul Lufanenu, Kizem Moisha Ish. We don't know what happened to Moisha. We need something to be the Moira Derech. They made a, an Egel. That was the Demos that they made in the Midbar to guide them in the Midbar was an Egel to be a Moira Derech. The Ramban, Egel, sure, represents Midas Hadin. The Midbar is a place of Midas Hadin. Midas Hadin um, is uh, the Kayach that's there in the Midbar. So, another reason we have over here why the Torah is given in the Midbar. The Torah goes hand in hand with Midas Hadin, both by how the Torah is defined and how the Torah works. The demand the demands that the Torah brings with it. Therefore, it's given in the Midbar. The Midbar is associated with Midas Hadin. So that's Chayrev slash Churban. Hashem Hasheni. The second name that Chazal discussed over here in, um, in this Gemara, Midbar Kadesh is the desert of Kadesh, Shiniskachu Yisrael Olav. Kla Yisrael was, Niskadesh, was sanctified through um, the Midbar, through the Torah, rather, that was given the Midbar, that we were sanctified. Explains the Maral. What's, what's the word in this? Kvar is Barzelamalo. We explained earlier. Gamkain, Kiroi, Hoya, Koldavar Kedusha, Bamidbar, Koldavar Kedusha, Bamidbar, things that are holy, the, the best and most appropriate place to materialize, to bring into existence things that are holy, is the desert. This gets back to the Mairat opened off with The Midbar, we don't have earthly things, we don't have physical things which are so distant from holy things. As we explained, this counterintuitive idea that the very kayach of chiyas, of life down here, is, is amazing and wonderful, but, but it's also very distant from the Torah. Physical life is as far away as you can get from the Torah, which is as close as you can get to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Baruch Hu is not physical at all. 
And the more physical something is, the more it's a producer and a reproducer of physical life. The more it has animal, mineral, and vegetable, vegetation, and animal life, human life, the more physical it gets, the more distant it is from the Rebbe and by extension, Kedusha. Things, the more godly you get, the more spiritual you get, the more appropriate it is to be in a... A place that's more barren and desolate. As we explained earlier. Okay, we're at the top of Pei Aleph. I'm at Aleph now, the next page. I, think, I don't know if we have that on the photocopies over there. We're going to do a few more lines. Um, so at this point, it's going to be When Rebbein Shem wanted to sanctify Kla Yisrael through the Torah, Kaddish Oisam Bamidbar HaKadosh Baruch gave that consecration, the coronation, and the sanctification in the desert. That's the best place for bringing Kedusha into this world, the best place to elevate and sanctify the Jewish nation. The best place to transfer over all matters that are godly and holy from the godly region into the earthly region is the place that's as far away from earth as possible. The best place... To bridge the gap, we want to bridge the gap between two polar opposites, the Rebbein Shalem, which is over there, called Kulay Sichli, Ruchni, completely devoid and removed from all matters physical. We want to bring Hashem's essence into this world, which is so opposed, starkly opposed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to do in the place that, that is the most auspicious for that, the place that comes the closest to bridging that gap, and that's the Midbar. So the Midbar is as far as you can get from the physical component of this world, but yet it's still in this world. It's still in this world. It's still in this world, and that's where we can open up this portal, where we can bridge that gap and bring godliness into this world. And we're talking now, sanctifying Klai Yisrael, not only brought the Torah, but Klai Yisrael becomes the Mamleches, Kahana, the Gai Kaddish. We get the Keser Torah. We get the crown of Torah. We're crowned with the crown of Torah over here. We get the crowns of Nasev and Ishmael. We get the Keser Torah. We become the Mamalechus Kohen of the Gaikadosh. We're all a nation of royalty and, and, and priesthood. When we're sanctified with godliness, we have to be sanctified in the place that can be the most conducive to bring godliness into this world. And that's a desert. That's a desert. It's in this world, and we can be in the desert, but it's as removed from this world as possible. That's why the name of the desert that Torah is given is Midbar Kadesh, because it's showing us that to bring the Kedushan also it has to be in the Midbar. Okay? To bring the Torah in requires a Churban, require, that's Midas Adin, it requires a, a place that's, that, that's in, t- in touch and in tune with Midas Adin. To give us the Mamleches Kayhan of a Kadesh, to elevate us, to sanctify us, that requires a place that can bring in godliness and God's sanctification, that is a, a function of the, the abilities of the, the desert to give us holiness, and that's why it's called Midbar Kaddish. We'll stop over here. We'll, we'll, tomorrow's Erev Shuas, but we'll treat it like an Erev Shabbos. We'll have Seder in the morning. Uh, we'll, have, we'll, we'll have the Maral tomorrow morning as well. And uh, we should be able to wrap this up. We should be able to get to the end, end of the parak tomorrow morning. Amir Tashem. And uh, thank you for joining. We should have an amazing, productive second day of Shazmiyag Bala today. Be well.